כמו עיוור אחרייך, ולא יכול... שלום, שלום, שלום. היי, what's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. This is episode number 21. We are all now of age. So uh, that was a really crappy joke. I Come on. I, what else do you do with 21? Blackjack? All right. Gambling. Yeah, we're not going there. Anyways, um, hello, hello, hello. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Welcome to episode 21. Um, we have a really, really interesting show for you today. Um, it's going to be a little bit heady. So there's, and I use this term a lot because uh, unpack. We have a lot to unpack in this episode. Um, it is post Yom Kippur. So uh, may, first off, um, I hope. For those of you who did, you had an easy fast, and for everyone, regardless, may you and your families have been written into the book of life. So um, there you go. That's that's my r- religious plug right there. But I'm I'm compelled to say that because I want what's best for everyone: uh, long life, happiness, healthy heart and lungs. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first. Uh, Listen, if this is your first time watching the video version of this podcast, please, please, please do not forget, do not forget to hit uh, the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you can always see the latest and greatest 12 Cities in Israel podcast episode. Um, also, if you want to take this with you on the go to, uh, you know, to the gym or in the car or wherever, you could find this podcast. Uh, this podcast. It's a podcast. We're on a pond. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Um, a lot of people, uh, I've been told, have been using iTunes and Spotify, which is good. Um, but you can find it if you have preferences in the others. Check them out. Um, I want to uh, I want to hit our shout outs real quick so we can uh, not real quick in the appropriate speed. Uh, it, <laughs> um, but I want to get to them because I want to really dive into this episode. Um, so the first one is from Neviot. Uh, Neviot Plus flavored water nature at its best taste. Neviot Plus delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. Based on Neviot Natural Mineral Water, one of its kind in Israel, it's enhanced with five B-group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. There are no preservatives, no color additives. It's available in delicious, indulging flavors, apple, apple, peach, and grape. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website, www.neviotglobal forward slash en forward slash home. That's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. Apple, um, probably, uh, well, I like them all, but Apple's up there on my list. Uh, I would say probably apple, peach, and grape, which is ironic. That's exactly how it's written in here. Um, if you want to get that water, 
um, you should head on over to Makolet Online. Makolet Online, um, their main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America. Things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we are here with today. But they also have, I just got um, green olive rings. If you've been to Israel and you've had pizza, um, you've seen that they have green olive pizza, which is amazing. I made it last night, uh, or no, I made it a couple nights ago. <laughs> Excuse me. At Makolat Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher, and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the taste of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makolatonline.com and order today for an added bonus if you use the code 12 cities in Israel, the number one, two cities in Israel, all one word, no spaces, um, you will receive 15% off of your entire purchase. So again, visit www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makoletonline.com in order today. Um, yeah, definitely. It was, it was, the pizza was amazing. Yeah. Uh, kind of stuck there on that thought. It was really good. Uh, reminded me of a, just, it, it's pizza. I mean, everywhere in the United States, um, in Europe, in Canada, everywhere. It's easy. It's a quick finger food, hand food. I don't know what it's called. Fast food. Um, but they have it with, um, with green olives. Actually, one of the interesting things, this is real quick, and this is not what the subject of this video is about, so I will wrap up what I'm talking about. Uh, most pizza in Israel does not have meat on it because of the halakhic restrictions between meat and milk, and most people, even non-religious Jews in Israel, grow up um, eating um non-meat pizza, vegetable variations, like peppers, onions, all that stuff. Um, but you can, at Domino's and Pizza Hut, get them together. But most of your uh, local places won't have that. That's what I found. If if you guys uh, know of a place where that's not the case, let me know. I want to I wanna have the good dope, the good information. All right, so I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Hey, What's up, Peter? The Jacobs. Mm, give me one moment. All right, that was awesome. It's great. Can't do this podcast without Jacobs Coffee. Really got to talk to them about getting a sponsorship because I live for it. Um, but I do have such an awesome sponsor. I have never yet. Love you guys. Um, and they are providing the water for the interviews. So that's really banging. Uh, again, shout out to you guys. Uh, Mayan Bronstein is the individual that I'm, I'm working with. She's the head of marketing, and she is a rock star. Thank you so much. Um, all right, so let's dive into this. 
let's dive into what I wanted to talk about in this, um, in what I was saying was this heavy, heavy topic. It's not heavy. It's just it kind of one of those things that needs to be said. So I, I need to give you a little bit of background. What I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about, um, because my last episode was about everything that I love about Israel. And I did that episode because I just, I wanted to talk, uh, you know, people talk a lot of junk about Israel and, and you got to have some cheerleaders. You know what I mean? You got to have, and I'm not disregarding the bad. I'm not, uh, not acknowledging the, the negative things that, that places go, but all right. Um, I'm an American and I love America. Okay. So I was born in, in Dallas, Texas. Um, I was in the military for like 10 years and I love America. Bad things happen. Absolutely. Totally. Um, in this country, did this country make poor choices and decisions? Yes, absolutely. Um, but on the whole, everything's turned out all right. Even in this political climate, if you were to turn off, um, if you were to turn off the television and just walk around your neighborhood and interact with your neighborhood, um, I think you would think, I, I think you would find that things aren't as bad as everyone says they are. The same goes for, uh, for Israel. You can like Israel. You can like Israel. And you can, um, I don't want to use this term because there's an organization that uses it, but you can stand with Israel. Um, but no, I'm going to go back to, you can like Israel. You can like Israel. And the reason all of this is in the forefront of my consciousness is because a friend of mine, uh, who has a YouTube channel, a lot of you may have watched his videos. His name is Corey Gill Schuster. Awesome, awesome, awesome guy. He is a professor in Israel, originally from Canada, um, uh, who has this project called ask a Palestinian, ask an Israeli. Um, and he goes around and people send him questions and he goes and asks these questions. Some of them are absurd. Some of these questions are, why do you want to, you know, but it literally on both sides, you know, why do you want to kill all, um, Israeli babies? I don't want to kill anyone. I just want to wake up in the morning and you know, go to my job and this and that. And then they'll ask the Israelis, uh, why do you want to kill, uh, Palestinian babies? Well, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to do that. Why would you think that I want it? Well, in the news, blah, 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 blah. But you get these really, you get these non, <laughs> non through the press office reactions from the actual people. And I think that's so important. Uh, so I watch a lot of them. Um, and he, he's, he's, he's really great. He's a really good guy. And he causes the conversation to occur. Um, so why did I bring this up in light of everything that I'm talking about? Well, there's one video where, um, someone sent him in a question and it was, what do you think of, of evangelicals? who love Israel and everyone 
across the board from the most secular to the most religious um, said it is, it's good. It's absolutely good. It's great. We love that. Any support, any love for us is wonderful. Um, and the, the second part of the question is the real kicker though, because the second part that Corey asks is, okay, now what if you knew that those people who support Israel also hated Arabs? Whoa, that's heavy. That's big. I was blown away by the answer. And the answer I got did a number of things. The first thing it did was it made me love Israel even more. (laughs) The second thing that it did was it caused me to re-examine the world around me and to operate in a better mode, I guess. I know you're dying for the answer. Hold on. Um, So the answer that they gave was really interesting. I did not even think of this. And I wonder if I would have given the same answer. I would have given, probably given something similar, but not this way. So the answer they gave was, well, no. Why do you have to love us? Why do and hate someone else? We don't need that. And some took it even further and said, wait a minute. No, it's not. You don't have to hate them to love us. We love them too. And I was, whoa, that doesn't follow the narrative, guys. You're not, you're not going by the playbook. And uh, I was moved by it. I was shocked by it. And uh, it caused me to really, uh, see, because I spoke to you before, and I've spoken to my wife about this before, and I'm not trying to get political. I'm, I'm actually really, I don't think this is a political issue. This is a human cultural issue, and I want to talk about Israel, the culture, the society that exists there, the food, everything. I I keep going back to food. Can you tell? Um, But one of the important things is societally, in order to understand and love something, you have to you 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 have to immerse yourself in it, and you have to really um, become a part of its thinking. You know what I mean? Uh, and that, that helps you understand it even more. Um, and I am so blown away by this concept. Just when I think I know the Israeli people, I realize that I don't, but I'm thirsty to know more. Um, because yeah, you, you walk through the street with your chest out and your shoulders back and you go, I know the world. I am the world. And it, it's bull. You don't. Um, and what do they say the wise man learns? 
Um, I'm learning every day with Israel. And this is just, so uh, I was going to say, I've told you guys the story before of my interaction at Ben Gurion University with the Arab guys um, in the evening and the wonderful conversation and the tension that that one man brought into uh, our conversation. And I remember my wife said to me later, she said something along the lines of, um, I can't believe you're, you're, because she was upset, because she was afraid for me. She didn't know what that man's intentions were. And uh, she said, you're, you, you're, you shock me sometimes. And I said, why? Because you were upset. I think you were more upset that you couldn't be friends with that guy. And I, and I thought about it after she said that. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. He, he's, I, I've some of the best friends and best relationships, not all of them, but some of them that I've made in my life have been through me doing something stupid or wrong and rectifying it and having to prove to the individual that I am not their first impression of me. Um, one of which is going to be really embarrassing. Um, but I, uh, there, there's a woman who answers the phone at the world Jewish Congress. And I was, I think I was in a bad mood and she was in a hurry. She was in a hurry. She didn't do anything wrong, but she, she listened to me and she, she, um, hurriedly got off the phone. And I thought I mistakenly thought that she was brushing me off, blowing me off. So I sent over a letter, an email saying how hurt I was, how upset I was. I called this prestigious Jewish institution and um she said no i had another phone call michael um i had to get off the phone i'm sorry you were upset it was never my intention um i wound up sending her in the mail a thank you card with a starbucks uh gift card in it because i was just so mortified um you know how your mouth gets alligator mouth um parakeet butt so um yeah, so that's the thing. That's what I think is incredibly important. Um, let me have a cup of coffee. Hold on, just one second. Uh, uh, uh. The reason I'm telling that story, the reason that story is a part of all of this is because there is... Um, we, we so often judge things. I don't know if it's based on wrong information or within in a, a, a societal wave. So if we hear like uh, another one of the, the videos that he does, um, you get, uh, well, that, that's not actually relevant to what we're talking about. What we're talking about right here is how moved I was that um, how moved I was that the Israeli Israelis are compassionate. They've, they've got this, this public persona in the news 
as this aggressor, um, as this this thing that isn't accurate. And I guess what I want everyone to do is I want everyone I'm gonna I'm gonna put the uh, video uh, in the description. Um, I want you guys to take a look at it. I don't, I, if I sound like I'm hesitating right now, it's because I want to be very careful. I want to keep this conversation away from being too purely political. Um, my, I guess in, so Yom Kippur just passed. Okay, and and when Yom Kippur, for those who are uh, who who engage in the fast, um, you you spend uh, I didn't realize this. You spend a lot of time, um, and I guess I forget this. I remember this every year, but I forgot again this year. Um, what happens is you suppress what you're thinking with food. I know that sounds weird, but you do. You so you don't have you have this one single urge which is hunger or this one single feeling which is hunger. So what happens is thoughts don't leave so quickly. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Um but let's say like you're thinking about, like you know how they always say get perspective. Uh, you you think about I'm hungry. Um, well, you know, other people are hungry. At least I have X. And what happens is, since the mind isn't as fluid and quick at reacting um, when you're experiencing hunger thoughts tend to remain so where am I going with this basically um excuse me basically I was trying to think about all the things and be appreciative of the things that I have and that Corey Gill Schuster video kept coming up it kept uh, popping to the forefront front of my brain and it kept Um, and I think maybe that was because my last episode was on what I love about Israel and, um, I'm concerned. One of the reasons I did that is because I, one, don't feel enough people are, are, um, being fair to Israel, uh, being fair to the people who live there, um, in terms of, you know, opinion, and, and all of that. I just read a paper by Barry Weiss. Um, Barry Weiss. She's a writer for the New York Times. And she wrote, you know, about anti-Semitism. She wrote a book just recently on anti-Semitism. And this guy in the Jerusalem Post just excoriated her. And all of his points were in that camp. All of his points against Barry were in that camp of us versus them. And this whole concept of zero sum. And I think that's 
my biggest concern is this zero-sum environment that we are dwelling in right now. And Israel is a casualty of that. Um, Israel in the news is a casualty of that. Um, People feel as if they have to qualify statements about loving Israel. Um, I don't. Um, forget you. I don't care if you don't, if you don't like me because I love Israel, then tough. If you don't like me because I find I did an episode, my last episode, it's, uh, what's it called? It's called just made it. Jeez. Um, (laughs) oh, hippies, uh, Gal Gadot and the Israeli woman. Um, all things that I love about Israel. Um, and if you don't like any of that stuff, that's okay. I'm not going to take it personally. And everyone feels that if you feel a specific way, you have to feel a specific way about this. You have to feel a specific way about that. We cannot have this rainbow of ideas, this rainbow of concepts. Um, and I think that's sad. And a little intellectually stunted. Um, But, 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 but. That's basically what I wanted to bring up. Um, It's okay to love both sides. It's okay to find value in one thing. Um, It doesn't mean you have to devalue something else. So loving Israel doesn't mean that you have to not like the Arabs, not like Saudi, not like Lebanon, not like Egypt. That's garbage. That's Balagan. You know what I mean? Um, so basically, uh, wow, now I sound like the hippie. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, so just give peace a chance man um wow that that was the worst voice and so stereotypical i'm a piece of garbage whatever i can live in it um all right so yeah uh i know that that none of that maybe none of that made sense but it makes sense to me um cory uh you are a rock star thank you for bringing that up um and i just i'm just trying to be positive. You know what I mean? I'm trying to spread the love and add value um, because I think that that's important. All of our lives would be better if we tried to be a little more positive and focused on adding a little more value. And um, yeah. All right. Um, We are at the halfway point. So let me do some shout outs. To my bros and broettes at uh, <laughs> at iConnect. Um, iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself 
with all things Israel while working towards winning once in a lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.iconnect.co.il and start playing now. It's a really great site. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, Shoshana and all you guys love you. Um, let me know if you need anything. Um, our next one is from Israel phones. Israel phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to Israel. Israel phones offers SIM cards, MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products, and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals supplying you with international prepaid SIM card, cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Um, we've used them. They are awesome and a lifesaver. Um, right now, because of watching the show, Israel Phones will give you a free SIM card, which is a $15 value. Um if you spend $30 or more on their site, all you have to do to get this deal is to use the coupon code. You guessed it. 12 cities in Israel, the number one, two cities in Israel. Um, all one word, no spaces when checking out on your next order. And for more information on what Israel phones can do for you and to get this great deal, please visit www.israelphones.com. That's www dot israelphones.com um all right so yeah so that was the first half the first half was going to be the heavy half um the second half i'm going to we i will take you back to um yafo actually i wanted to talk to you guys about yafo for a few minutes um let me take another sip of coffee the shout outs take so much out of me give me one moment I, I said this before, I really cannot wait to have guests because um, it will be so much easier to drink coffee. Um, yeah, that's not not for their wonderful insight into the world of Israel, uh, just so I could drink coffee, that's it. Yep, no, not really. Um, so, all right, I want to talk to you guys about Yafo. Yafo, Yafo. And, and in the last, I think it was episode 15, The Magic of Yafo, and it truly is. It truly, truly, truly is a magical place. It's awesome. You need to go there. And here is why, Um, and I say this all the time, the food. You have to go for the food, and that's what we're going to focus on this time. So I have been I saw a video a long time ago on YouTube and I could not find it for the life of me and it was frustrating because this video had some of the best restaurants I had seen and I had never saved it and I always went through <clears throat> to try to find the uh try to find the video again and I put in search words couldn't find it and I don't know why I couldn't find it I found the video I was so jazzed. I'm so excited I found this video. I'm also going to put a link to this video 
<clears throat> in the uh, in the description so you guys can check this video out. This is a great video that goes um, all over. Uh, well, it goes a bunch of different places in Israel, but definitely it goes and shows a bunch of really great places in Yafo. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Yafo, and you're listening and you're like, Yafo, what, what's Yafo? Because uh, Yafo is Jaffa, the port city of Jaffa, which is, um, what, are, what do they call it? Tel Aviv, Jaffa. But it's actually Tel Aviv, Yafo. Now, Yafo is, uh, comes from the root um, Yafe, Yafa, which is uh, beautiful. So, and uh, one of the things that people say in Hebrew is yofi, uh, which is like uh, awesome or cool, uh, which is beautiful. Isn't that nice? Um, just like hello means peace in Hebrew. Shalom. Um, so, Yafo, now that we've uh, established what Yafo is, uh, it's Jaffa. Uh, for those of you who... it. Jaffa is the Anglicanized, I think, which is the Englishized for English ears. So Yafo is this old, 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 old city. But what's interesting about that, people say old Yafo. Um, all of Yafo is old. I'm, there are probably new developments in Yafo. There are probably new buildings in Yafo. But Yafo itself is old. So they have, I think it's Andromeda. So for those of you who watch Clash of the Titans, um, and when Perseus goes and saves Andromeda from the Kraken, um, that is the city. That's where they are. That's where the Kraken shows up. Um, and she is on the rocks of Andromeda which is right out there in the water. And what's neat is when you go up to the top, up where the, um, up where the church is, I don't know if it's a cathedral. I just know that it's a church, but there's a church up at the top. And uh, it's so funny because I took my wife there and we were walking around. That's another story. Give me one second. So let me finish this. So when you go up there, there's this area, this square, um, uh, when I say square, I don't mean like the actual shape. I mean like the, uh, um, like a the village square. So the square is up there at the top and there are a bunch of restaurants and there's this one little, not, I guess it's an alley sort of walkway that you can go down by the side of one of the buildings. And, uh, it's, it's an overlook and it looks down to where Andromeda's Rock is. And what's cool is if you're a dork like me, the first thing you're thinking is, oh, that's where the Kraken came up. That's so cool. Um, and yes, it is cool. And But it would be horrible if the Kraken showed up in Yafo because it would just not be a good thing because then they would not have, then the restaurants would close and I would be sad. Uh, but, that is bananas, so don't worry about that being a possibility. Um, but that's that's how old it is. That that so when when you say old Yafo, it almost doesn't make sense. That's like saying old Rome. Rome is just freaking old. Um, that's like saying 
old Athens. Athens is freaking old. If there's new neighborhoods in it, it's still part of that old city. So um, I don't know why I ran it like that, but who cares? Uh, yeah, so all of Yafo is old, and you can see that when you go there. And what's interesting is it is one of the oldest ports in the Mediterranean. But not only that, it's also one of the two places where, um, and this goes back to Ottoman times, late Ottoman times, right before, um, before World War One. So, like, what would it, what is that? That's like uh, late nineteenth century. Yeah. All right. Um, that was one of the ports that Jews who were coming back to the Holy Land, um, were coming through. They were coming through there, and they were coming through Haifa. And uh, that's just, that's so cool. So, um, and what, another thing that's interesting, one of the things that I love, and I've talked about this before about Beersheba, is that it is a town where um, Arabs and Jews live together, uh, side by side, and have for... uh, decades um but yafo is the same but they've been living side by side for centuries crazy right so yeah i just that's fascinating to me um it's amazing it's a beautiful beautiful city um but what i was telling what i was gonna tell you and i said that uh, i'll tell you about that in a minute um is there are these um, statues, silhouettes, yeah, silhouettes everywhere, all over the place in Yafo. And um, my wife, being the goofball she is, um, she said, I don't understand why there's all these Revolutionary War soldiers everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, the Revolutionary War didn't happen here, dear. Those are not Revolutionary War soldiers. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. And I'm like, okay, sure, because uh, I'm a good husband and I play along. So we finally get to the top, and I didn't know what they were. I had no idea who these guys were. I knew they weren't Revolutionary War soldiers, but um, it turns out they are, are you ready for this, Napoleon. But they're not, like, here in the U.S., and maybe in Europe too, I don't know, we have a caricature of what Napoleon looks like so that he's instantly recognizable, like Ben Franklin and, and those guys, George Washington. Um, there's There are ways that they're drawn that make them instantly recognizable. This silhouette is not instantly recognizable. It wasn't until we got to the top of Yafo that we finally realized Napoleon apparently had come through there and done some great historic thing which should have been better prepared i have no idea what it was (laughs) so i'll tell you about it next time but um one of the things that so i told you about it's an old city but for it's also one of the places where i found the greatest concentration of restaurants in the country I don't know how they cram all these restaurants into this one spot. I now down by the port, 
there are one, two, three, four, I think four restaurants all in a row, like right next to each other. Uh, that I can understand because all of them serve seafood and stuff like that. And all the boats are there. It's where the, uh, the marina is, uh, right inside the breakwater. And it's where everyone, you know, brings their catches and they go right into those restaurants. So whatever you're eating at that restaurant right there at the port just came in, just came in that day if not the day before. Um, but so that I get that I totally get. Cause when you go to, um, the seaport, uh, down in, um, New York city, there's a bunch of restaurants there. So I, I get that, you know, just because it's such a touristy location and everything. But then as you wind your way up, there are restaurants littered throughout the city um, and up at the top, it's the same way at that square. And that is where the magic happens. I mean, I like fish and I like those other places, but up at the top, there's this restaurant called Abraj and I'm going to put some link to it. Um, uh, maybe I'll put a link to, yes, I'll put a link to the Google maps. Um, what is it? Thing because you get all the pictures of all the meats and all. Now I'm really hungry. Oh, sorry. I took a, I needed a sip of coffee, needed some kind of satisfaction. So I had, when I was there and, I, and we weren't even going to go there, we were going to go somewhere else. And it was kind of last minute. We were tired. We were at the top. Um, and we wound up going to this place called Abraj. And I had the mixed grill and my wife had, I think, steak and tricotte. And holy crap. Wow. I have never, ever, ever eaten. I've had a lot of really good choice cuts of meat in Israel. I don't know if it was the fact that we walked all day and we stopped there, but everything from the meze, um, they have a thing where they bring out all these, uh, what is it? All of these, um, salads and hummus and everything. And it was all phenomenal, phenomenal. I had the mixed grill. What was on that? That was chicken lamb kebabs and a cut of entrecote steak just wow you you wow it was disturbingly good <laughs> but i was telling you about the video that i watched and the reason i wanted to bring that up is because now i know because of a barrage about this amazing food that's in Yafo. And I haven't had an opportunity, enough of an opportunity to experience it. And it's full. Like, I've only been one place in Yafo to eat. But there is this place, and 
it's in the uh, it's so Shana what is her name Shana Eileen Shana Emily Shana Emily that's who it is Shana Emily was the video uh it was a video of her trip to Israel and she with her sister wound up going to this restaurant and I'm looking it up right now because I want to tell you guys what this place is and it is Abu Lafia Abu Lafia and it is amazing they have the the salads so when when we went to Abraj the salads they brought out I think they brought out like six salads which was awesome because everything that they brought out was absolutely amazing they brought out hummus they brought out this little cabbage vinegar salad they brought out um what else did they bring out they brought out pickles i died for the pickles i love the pickles but they 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 didn't bring out a large huge selection i've been to some places and they go ridiculous with the salads this place um Abu Lafia is that what it's called I think that's what it's called Abu Lafia and I'm gonna put up a link to that as well because I want you guys if you go there to go to this place too when I go in February I'm going they put out they have to put out like 10 salads tons of them with everything and different kinds of like different kinds of pickled salad they'll put out an israeli salad which is uh chopped cucumbers and um tomatoes with uh lemon and a little bit of garlic in it um what else do they they do bean salads um moroccan bean salad which is out of this world uh because it's in it's it's like uh I think it's like lima beans or kidney beans in like this tomato sauce with oil. And it's just phenomenal. You'll lose your mind. Um, awesome. Awesome. I could, you could literally, and a lot of people do this, be slick, do this. Don't, don't feel bad. A lot of people will go and just eat this, <laughs> just eat the salads and pay that lower cost no we're we're fine we just want the meze and uh get a soda or something or limonana um which is uh this amazing lemonade mixture with mint uh lemon mint juice that will you'll pass out and a lot of times limonana if you order it can i have limonana it comes as like a slushy so Oh, now I really want, there are like eight things I want right now and I'm not happy because I don't have them. <laughs> so, um, but so, all right. So I'm talking about Abraj and this big, huge meat selection that they bring out. So at Alufia, Alufia, is that what it is? Alufia. I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. Probably. Abu Lufi, Abu Lafi, Abu Abu Lafia. Abu Lafia. Um 
which I think she had said it's an Arab restaurant, which is interesting and fine and wonderful um, because their doors are open for everyone, which is beautiful. So at Abu Lafia, they have, and I saw these pictures, and I saw it when they, in the video, um, there's fish, this beautiful, huge fish that they bring out, and it's almost charred. And, uh, oh, I could live for it. Uh, oh, now I'm really hungry. Now I'm really, really, really hungry. Um, and you can't get fish like that. They don't, every, in the United States, everything has to have no bones in it. Um, but this just comes, it's, it's dressed and everything, um, and roasted. And it's just, it's amazing looking. And you know, that it's just going to be so good. Um, but yeah, so that's my next place that I'm going, Abu Lafia. And right after I get done eating again at Abraj. Um, yeah, wow, food. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to take, well, I think I was successful. I wanted to take the uh the serious um but also positive and but i also wanted to move into uh making your mouth water and giving you something to look forward to just like i have something to look forward to in february when i go um and on that note um let me tell you since i'm gonna wrap up let me let me have one more sip of coffee and then i'll wrap everything up all right so as I told you, I'm going in February um, to Tel Aviv uh, to the C Executive Suites to do interviews um, with a number of people from across Israeli society. These people are confirmed guests. We've got them. They are coming on the show. They are, some of them include uh, Daron Almog from Ale. Ale is a uh, organization that special needs per, uh, uh, people with special needs and sets up uh, communities where they live. Um, we also have Rivka Karmi, the former president of Ben-Gurion University. Uh, from the Knesset, we have Stav Shafir, Daniel Seaman from, um, he's a journalist. He was in the, uh, the first Netanyahu uh administration where he was the communications director with the media uh Yishai Fleischer the spokesperson for the Jewish community in Hebron Tomer Yosef the lead singer of Balkan Beatbox DJ Aviel Brandt Corey Gil Schuster who I told you about um Sarah Tuttle singer and Shoshana Keats Jasko both journalists uh who work and have blogs on the Times of Israel a uh, respected newspaper, and uh, a ton of others, including um, two friends of mine, one who's a ballerina and another who is an artist. Um, so happy to have both of them on. Um, in total, we will be interviewing 22 to 24 people uh, who represent some of the best of Israel creatively, professionally, and academically. The project has an incredible, incredible potential. Um, 
this potential it, it can can ha- I'm not saying this right. <laughs> the potential of this project to have a positive impact on the world is is just phenomenal because uh, it is so large because we're going to be able to show people the real Israel, the real people who live in Israel. Um, and it, 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 the only thing it can do is help to make people view Israel more positively. And what I'm asking is I'd like you to help us by visiting our website and uh, donating a, a, anything that you can towards the project. We have $5,000 um, left in our fundraising. The whole thing costs around ten dollars to $12,000 um, just in the location that I've got in, uh, in, in Israel, the airfare, um, and I have to do light rentals while I'm there because I can't take the lights that we have. Some of the equipment I have to rent while I'm there and anything you can do to help us would, would be tremendous. Um, I'm doing this all out of pocket and I'm not pay. I'm not taking any pay for this. Um, my pay is, is the, the completed project. Um, and it means a ton to me. And if you could help me out, that would be awesome. It would mean so much to me. And you let me know what I can do for you. Um, but I really need your help. So please visit www.12citiesinisrael. And if you could hit the PayPal button, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, all right. So that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week, so keep your eyes out for it. Um, Also, to help support this podcast, you can visit our Patreon page and become a regular donor. You can find that page at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel. And again, it's like every other time I've brought it up the number one two cities in Israel so www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel also 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 please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast plus other videos that we have produced including our full-length episode on the city of Beersheba my home away from home in southern Israel while you're there please don't forget uh While you're there, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. You can also check us out at our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com, on our Facebook page, and on Instagram, where every day I post a brand new picture from our Israel travels. I try to do it all I can. If you're getting this, you're going to notice that there was a little bit of a bump. We just went through Yom Kippur, so I'm going to catch up. Don't worry. Uh, all right, that's it. Dorova, Vitro, Ve, Yalabai.